This is Richard Brake. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to this week's episode. This week we have been to the theatre to watch the new Pet Cemetery. We also have uh, something to scream about, which is our favourite horror movie from the last three years. And our movie from the vault this week is none other than Larry Cohen's The Stuff. Enough is never enough. Beautiful. <laughs> How you been this week, dude? Obviously, I'm in a really good mood. Good. Yeah, Fuck. same, same. It's been a good week. It's oh, been a mate, busy week. You, you've been off on your, yeah, on your jollies. Jobs. So, you know, you got a bit of Walker Stalker news Action. to celebrate. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. I've watched a good couple of movies, so I'll share that with you in a moment. But let's, Fantastic. let's get to fucking some news, man. Let's, let's go. We've got quite a lot this week, so bear with us. Yeah, we've got a lot to pack in. A lot, lot to pack in. This is a great episode. We've got something to, to surprise you all in a bit as well, but I'll let you kick it off with what you got news-wise, mate. Horror news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. First bit of news. The Russo brothers yeah. have basically been given carte blanche. Oh, right. right? Okay. Because they've had been so successful with what they've been doing of with um, the Avengers and all that stuff. They do anything they want. You know? Yeah, so they've been like pick. I think, is it Warner Brothers? Where am I doing? They've got their own studios, haven't they? Yeah, as well? but they've been yeah. picking from the vault. And they okay. can pick anything from the vault to direct. Really? And they've picked Poltergeist. Shut up. Where did you see this? I saw it on bloodydisgusting.com. Really? Bloody great. I'm, that might, Bloody I'm, great I'm, that's site. Totally, I've totally missed that. So didn't even know that. That's all that I've got in so terms of what it is. So they've actually picked that. Yes. Oh my god, that's gonna um, be amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, better be better than that other piece of shit that somebody made. Let's never ever speak badly of Sam Rockwell. <laughs> 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 okay. He's, he's up there with Warburg. The happening is amazing. I saw a poster this week of the Nun Two. Oh yes. Yeah. So that's like just you know. That that's that's good. It's been it's been signed off. So, like, the last one made something like $364 million worldwide. Redonkulous. So, obviously, it's going to get another film made. Whether it'll be good or not, we, we shall find out, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, we heard a little bit of thing. We've got, in a couple of episodes' time, we're probably doing a movie called The Curse of Lalana. I have no idea. Oh, I think that's right. I no idea what I say. Lalana. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's obviously the warrant is supposed to be be in that. Oh really? Yeah, I heard a rumor. What actually wrong, from the Conjuring universe? Or if, like... I'm, if I'm wrong, sue me. But cool. I'm pretty sure I read something that they're supposed to be in that. Nice. There's another part of the Warren sort of universe. Oh, nice, that'd be cool. If you like, a little like cameo. Yeah, and then we've got Annabelle. Birth comes home. Annabelle comes yeah, home. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we saw a little bit of uh, a trailer of that as well. Excellent, Would and you... and obviously there's talks of the Crooked Man coming out as well oh, at some mate. point. The sport for choice. James Wan's universe that he's creating is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's going mental, isn't it? I'm loving all of that. I have to say thank you to Geordie Paul. It pains me to say it, Mr. Geordie Paul, 
But you're damn right. Why is it paying you? Because I've been spending a lot of time playing this goddamn Strange Things game on my oh, phone. Oh, right, okay. As soon okay. as you mentioned it, I was like, download it. And I'm I'm not very good at it. What's it on your phone? Or... Yeah, it's right. top-down sort of Zelda-esque thing. Right. And I'm Proper just like, 8-bit one, it? Yeah, yeah, but obviously they're going to be releasing another one later on in the year, which we talked about last episode. And you got you hooked. Well, I'm shit at, at computer games, so <laughs> I've done about 40% of it. Okay. And, and at the moment I'm stuck. So, <laughs> I keep getting stuck and walking away, so it's good that it's got save points, which I like. Well, the problem is, mate, nowadays you ain't got the games master to ask. That's the problem. Old Patrick Moore, <laughs> he could have he could have gave you that tip, innit? And you would have been past it, but hey, there you go. Um, that's a pull. Right yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's um, be taking up my time. Okay. Netflix as well. Hmm. So, I binged, watched Black Summer. Oh, well, don't spoil anything. Oh, my God. Is it good? You are in for a treat. Black Summer. Black Summer. Is this the one about... I think it's like eight episodes. Right, okay. And it's... That's easily done. I'm trying... Smash that out in a couple of days. Throughout the whole thing, I was trying to compare it to Walking Dead. Okay. And I couldn't. It's a completely different beast. Okay, cool. The way that it's shot and some of the um, things that they broach are completely different. It's nothing. It's not... It can't... And it's not cheap. It sort of got looks like it's got a bit of a budget. The characters you sort of enjoy are yeah. really, really invested. And then the ending. Okay. okay. Something. Leave it, it at that, then. Yeah, <laughs> it was um it was really good. Cool. I'm gonna um, definitely, definitely do that. Then. That's another thing I have to thank Jordy Paul for. Again. Yeah, no, yeah. And He's the good other, on his recommendations. However, all things don't come in freeze though, <laughs> I, I, I did, thought they did. I did well <laughs> in this case. Because I watched the silence. I've heard it's not that great. Uh, no. Okay. It didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. It's you think a, that's because you've seen Quiet Place? Even though no. this was apparently wrote before, written before Quiet Place, apparently. Yes, but that doesn't make anything. It's okay. nothing to do with the Quiet so Place. So should I stay clear of this? <laughs> it's Or should I give it a chance? It's just, it may, if you like, I, I like me Sharknado movies. Mm. Um, oh I, God, is it that bad? I felt that it was on par with that. I was expecting something more intelligent, really? I guess. Because it's got Stanley Tucci in. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. There were some moments. He's normally like a 20%, I mean. I don't know. But I was, wow. he was all right. But yeah, yeah. I'm just like the... the he cre- made even Transformers bearable. Yeah, the creatures in it. Mm. Interesting choice. But I just know, it, for me, it didn't work. Okay. There was one bit, there was only one, there's one bit in there which I really enjoyed and that involved a wood chipper. So... Okay. Um, yeah. No Tucker and Dale sort of wood chipper though. <laughs> It's had a wood, it had its own wood chipper moment. Okay, so, good. yeah, not 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 fan of that one. I'll tell you what has just popped onto Netflix. Yeah, and I watched that last night. Is Maniac, two thousand and twelve, starring Elijah, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a POV. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't realise it was a POV. It's mm. weird, but I bloody love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's worth watch. That's worth checking out. Cool. So yeah, I'm happy. That was on my watch list. For years okay i don't know why i just haven't bothered like turfing it out but fuck I'm so glad i was like sat down and watched it awesome so it's like hardcore henry but a serial killer sort of thing that's good sounds good yeah sounds good mate um but that's me that's what's been that's going you. on in my life for the last couple of weeks what's been <laughs> going on in yours yeah yeah it's been a, it's been a busy couple of weeks um there's a couple of bits i got to talk about um yeah so obviously a couple of weekends ago uh, I was lucky enough to go walk a stalker con. Yeah, lucky. Odd. For those people that don't know, it's um like a 
comic book convention but for walking dead fans it's literally got like loads of people from the walking dead tv show doing signings and photo ops and there's like loads of stores there and they have kind of like panels and stuff and they chat about stuff it was really really cool it's like we went obviously a couple of well a couple of years ago how many years ago three or four years ago about four years ago we met the lovely John Burnfall amazing Johnny Burnfall Greg Nicotero yeah oh that was that was something I'll always remember in my life man Greg Nicotero was that was awesome meeting him Um, but this one was it it was a good one Um, a lot of people cancelled which was unfortunate which was pretty bad for the show but but the show must go on um, and it worked out really well because uh, I felt that a lot of the smaller characters got more of a look in and got to spend more time with fans and and uh, it just you could tell with the vibe there was cool like everybody was a hardcore Walking Dead fan. I mean I really love it. I've watched it from the start as you know as yourself. You you you've also read the graphic novels and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it was just a really really good fun fun weekend out. I obviously went with Jordy Paul. Uh, yeah, I met some. I met some great people. I met uh, the guy Carrie Payton that plays Ezekiel. Oh, wicked! Seriously, the, he the, seemed like such a cool guy. He man. is the happiest guy I think I've ever met. <laughs> he literally gives it gives every single person the biggest hug ever, uh, and and just kind of like I just chatted to him about just a really quick two minute chat about Ezekiel and stuff like that. Uh, I got a really cool photo with him. And it, just a really down-to-earth guy. Really, really had time for every one of his fans. And just, all I can say is it's a guy that's loving life. <laughs> Literally loving loving life. I mean, he was talking so much, he started to lose his voice. It's just crazy. Well, I bet he's loving life. He survived He survived the... Uh, the pike. The pike. Yeah, which, no spoilers. Which, you know, I, you know, if you haven't read the comics, he doesn't. Yeah. So there's a big spoiler for you. <laughs> <laughs> also met um, the awesome Dan Fogler. Obviously, you might know him from uh, as Luke in Walking Dead, but he's also obviously uh, Jacob Kowalski in Fantastic Beasts, which was Big awesome. Deal at the moment. I mean, for us as well, we like fanboys. Yeah, fanboys. The movie. Oh god, a bit a bit off topic, but yeah, everybody's got to check out fanboys. Because we were we were at Con a couple of years ago, mm. and he was there lastminute.com, but he we wasn't there for he, there, wasn't, he? he wasn't even there for him. His movie, he was there for his com- comics. He does book. comics as Horror well, man. comic book as well. Yeah. yeah. So he, need to buy that bad boy. Oh, he's literally. I'm serious when I say this. Again, this guy was awesome. He just like again, really, really nice, really humble. Chat. I chat to him about obviously our podcast because he does his podcast and stuff like that. And yeah, just just again had time for all the fans. It was really really cool. And obviously, I met a couple of other people from The Walking Dead, but. Uh, newer people like but one in particular w- w- which was uh, Nadia Hilka now she plays Magna in the uh, in the newest series of The Walking Dead and she, I didn't realise this but I was just checking her out on IMDB because I like I check all the guests out on there just to see what films they're in and I didn't realise she's in a really cool uh, movie called Spring she, uh, um, from the Endless Guys yeah it's from the Endless Guys I need to see this movie it's, it's really really good and I was like I got to go and see her just to talk to her about that movie so I got like a couple of minutes to talk to her about it and the process and how, how she like did it and stuff like that um, so it was really interesting talking to her about the um, Justin Benson uh, and the, how, the, the whole process of what they you know did and I said oh, have, you, have you seen The Endless and she was like yeah how cool is it and 
I was like, it's, it's amazing. Do you think you ever go and work with them again? And she was like, I really hope so, because those guys are here big time and stuff like that. So, But it was really cool catching up with her um, and just having a chat, general chat to her. So as I was there, obviously I popped along to see uh, our friend John from Alley Cat Graphics. Oh, mate, how, how are they? How are they getting on? Very, very Loads good. Loads of new badges. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I obviously had to buy a badge. As it, <laughs> it was it was going to happen. So I bought an American Whale for London badge, which was which which is awesome. So, I've seen you sporting it. I yeah, am very yeah. jealous. Didn't bring me cool. back any presents, but it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> I kind of spent all my money on, on signatures, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Oh, I let you on. <laughs> but yeah, he's good. He's really good. So... Go and check out his uh, uh, his shop at the moment because uh, I've got a feeling that you might have a couple more VHS packages coming soon. So watch this space. Yeah, so i got a couple of bits of news as well, if you want to hear. I would love to hear some news. I've got a couple of bits. So obviously, I don't know if you've seen this, they've announced a new American Horror Story. Oh man, yeah, I was... Um... What's it called? Uh, American Horror Story 1984? You got it. Yeah. Is that right? That's it. Yeah, 1984. Brilliant. 80s. Come on, bring it, bring it, bring it. Uh, did you watch the last one? Yes, I did, yeah. Apocalypse. No, I don't think it was that bad. I, I really liked it. I liked yeah, the yeah, ending. Yeah. I really liked it. But this one, unfortunately, hasn't got Evan Peters coming back for this Series 9, which I was like, he's no. Been in, he's been in every single one. He's so good, though. And I was like, when I saw he wasn't, in this series, I was like, "What?" I mean, you might have other commitments. I don't know, but I was gutted about that. But I'm interested. 1984, come on. Got, that's got you know, slasher written all over exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. It's gonna. It's gotta be like that sort of thing. Is, is there a little teaser that I saw as well? I think it's something about go. There's a little teaser. I think I saw something. Someone go through some woods into a ca- onto a cabin yeah, or something I think like that. So yeah, like They're very Friday the Thirteenth. Hmm. So. They're definitely going for that Slashify, which is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for that. There's a new movie coming out. I don't know if you've seen much about this called uh, I Trap the Devil. No, I'm seeing anything. This looks cool. I don't know what platform we're going to get over here because, you know, everything comes out over in the States on Shudder or Netflix and we kind of have to wait and see what happens over here. So I'm not sure what platform is going to come, VOD, whatever. Um, but it's like a psychological horror about some um, kind of dude that uh, thinks he's got the devil trapped in his basement. <laughs> and it's just like, it sounds crazy, but there's some stills on bloodydisgusting.com at the moment and it looks pretty crazy. So, I Trapped the Devil. We saw that Korean, um, Indonesian movie, mm. um, which was what called what? We Saw the Devil? Yeah, I Saw the Devil. I Saw the Devil. Is it not going to be some? They had the devil sort of trapped in their basement. Kind of, but I, yeah, it's maybe not a, it's maybe not a direct rip off, is maybe, it? Maybe, maybe oh, I don't okay. know. Could be, it could, it could be. I don't know. Um, a little bit of news on Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men and the recent Us movie. She's great. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely amazing. So she, apparently, she signed up for the new Lee Wan Ao film from Blum, Blumhouse, Invisible Man. She's been signed up for it. So do you reckon that'll be in the line? To, I I like. Do you remember Hollow Man, with Kevin Bacon, yeah, and how creepy he was in that? Very rapey. Yeah. That's but that's surely if he's a horror and it involves an invisible man, it's got rapey written all over it. He could be a good invisible man. Nah. Why, why why not invisible woman? Yeah, let's change it up. Might be. Mm. Never know. Might do it right at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> and 
obviously the biggest part of the news. I've got two of the biggest part of the news. Free from how? There's rumours early for 2019. Just rumours. Just ru- Yeah, just rumours. Or you moment. never know. You could just bust out at Fright Fest. Please, Mr. Zombie. Oh, imagine if he's <laughs> at Fright Fest this year. Mate, I would literally shit my pants. He's um, been working on this bad boy for freaking yeah, ages, man. I can't wait. Uh, seriously. Seriously, I can't wait. And one last bit of news. Apparently, One Cut of the Dead is coming to Shudder. Oh, so, that's fucking awesome for all our, for all of our, if our listeners. If you skipped the um, review, as we uh, advise you to do, get Shudder, get and watch this uh, movie. It's worth the four ninety nine subscription. If it comes to the UK, it's probably U- uh, oh, US only. But don't say that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> hey, we have um, plenty of US listeners, so if yeah. you're lucky enough to, um, you know, live in the US, do it. Yeah, or you're definitely. more savvy with computers you know work it out mm. do what you need to do <laughs> yeah that's it that's it so now last bit of news well not news but it's a little bit of a uh kind of like a, a kind of lucky thing for the all the listeners out there we have a special special episode today later on um we're gonna have an interview with the one and only richard Brake. oh wow you just you just let him have it did you yep <laughs> let him have it so you know um we're gonna put that on a bit later uh but as we're to- as we were just talking about uh free from how um it was pretty cool because i again he was signing at um walker stalker con because uh, i had a couple of people from the horror genre kind of um background i got to obviously meet with him and uh, chat to him but i did take up my you know the cap i got from 31 yeah, um, you, would you get Fest. it for um, two years ago? Yeah, when we were at Fright Fest. Fright Fest. And like... of course, every time we are anywhere and there's free shit, we get somehow it. you're <laughs> like a fucking magnet. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had they only had two. They gave one away in the main screen and one in our screen. And luckily enough, he just chucked it out and I caught it. I mean, I, I got that free Fangoria t-shirt. You did, yes. Yeah, However, it's a, it's a woman small. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, so literally I took the cap from the 31 crew and I got him to sign it oh wicked which was really really cool and he's like literally I have one of these and I and I gave it to my son and he literally just chucked it away <laughs> and left it on the tube somewhere I, oh, think. What? I was like well you're not having mine <laughs> <laughs> he's so, trying to nick yeah, it that's all I got oh, mate, I'm looking forward to listening to that interview later you're it's gonna be good. a legend for like being able to sit down and talk to him for well, like I, I tried begged borrowed and like pleaded with people to get this interview and it worked so it paid off awesome bud okay so that's the news for today uh let's move on to our main review the stephen king pet cemetery most important thing to say about this this is a Stephen King adaptation this is not a remake of the 1989 Stephen King Pet Cemetery. 
Okay, Stephen King writes lots and lots of novels, and they get made into lots of cool, cool stuff. This is just an adaptation of a Stephen King novel. So I'm going to read the synopsis as if it was just a new movie. I know we, like, reviewed it, like, I can't remember, like, ten, ten episodes ago. We did it. We picked yeah. it out or something like that. But this movie is basically Dr. Lewis Creed and his wife, Rachel, relocate from Boston to rural Maine and their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. I really, really don't want to compare this to the 1989 Stephen King, the first one. Mm, I, I, I don't think it's fair. It's difficult because, like, obviously I think that you go into this movie with a lot of people obviously have gone in with the view of I they've read the book, seen the film that was made, and some people have gone in that haven't read the book or seen the film. I I haven't read the book. I've been I've been meaning to, hmm. and I I didn't see the film until what we watched it like last that, year. Oh yeah, that was the first. That's the first time, time I'd yeah. seen it. So yeah. it was one of the few Stephen King. See, that's I think that might be a little bit different for you. See, now when I saw Pet Cemetery, I was very young. Yeah, and there were things in it that we'll get on to later, that really haunted me as I was a, when I was a child. Because okay. you've got to think about when, way back when I was a child when I watched this movie when I shouldn't have been doing. So as I thought, I found it, if you remember, I found it a little bit of a, I don't know. Comedic. Comedic. Uh, in places. In yeah, places. I can see that because it is very, there are some campy bits in the there original. There very campy yeah. bits. Yeah. This, however, mm. felt very modern. Mm. Um very of the very of now mm. are like what new horror fans are sort of looking for in the horror do you think what they're looking for or have they gone paint by numbers that's an interesting thing i don't think they have i think mm. stylistically some of the like shots and stuff were like mm. um quite cool yeah there were some the jump scares mm. but not a lot yeah but you're right they kind of like They've got to get them in there. Yeah. But I think they did well with the gore. That's sure, not sure. in every single new no, definitely movie. Not. The no, gore was different yeah. and, and original. Um, the dialogue, for me, was still kind of messed up. Sure. And a bit fucked up. But I think that's his charm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's his charm. But the differences between the two, that's why I, that's why I don't, I, don't, I don't think you can take it as like, it's not a remake, it's an ad- adaptation. Okay. The original 1989 movie wasn't straight from the book. It no, was no, the screenplay yeah, from Stephen King. Were, Stephen King things, yeah. was involved in this one as well. Sure. So I, I started off going, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't. That's when I started yeah, watching it. I was yeah. like, and I was like, fucking, she's trying to shut my brain off. Just to uh, warn people out there that we might start spoiling this at any point. So, warning alert. There's a book, <laughs> there's a 1989 movie to kind of referential, you know? <laughs> fucking hell, damn right. It's, there's spoilers all right over this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. But let's run the number. Let's run the numbers. So, okay. who's in this bad boy? So we've got John Lithgow, yeah, the great John Lithgow, mm. who's been in such great movies as like Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, yeah. Don't stop. Um, obviously Jason Clark. Yeah, I mean yeah. Terminator. Planet of the Apes. Genesis. Genesis. Terminator. Yeah. Genesis. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Fucking Everest. Mm, Everest. He, I love this dude. I yeah. think he's got some great he, he action is, shots. He is very, very, like a very good actor. Yeah, I definitely. Give, I give him that, man. He is very good. 
And you get two two new kid actors as well. Mm. With Je- you know, Jetty Jetty Lawrence as Ellie. Outstanding. Mm. I mean, I don't know how you felt. No, I thought she was absolutely amazing. Um, like, apparently she is, which we're yet to see because fucking we never get anything in England. But she's apparently in The Ranger, which we, we haven't no seen. No way. Yet. Yeah, so she's in that. So she has done a couple of, she's done quite a lot of TV stuff. But I think that in this film, she is fucking amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And we'll get to why. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, on to, get to why. Bit, yeah. And then the star of the show, which everyone keeps on raving about, and there's a reason for this, that you see so many pictures of this goddamn cat. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I'm not a fan of cats. I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now. But this cat church, usually, I'm a, you know, usually you get a good dog. Yeah. yeah. You know, we like the, we like the dog uh, actors and stuff like that. Mm. But this this cat is phenomenal. Apparently there were three of them. Three, three yeah. churches. And one of them one of them's got their own Instagram account. Really? And apparently he's been doing the rounds at all the premieres and stuff and he wears a little bow tie and everything. <laughs> Seriously. And they properly got found these cats and, and, and they found them and apparently trained them up. It wasn't the fact of finding a cat with a trainer. They literally got these cats and trained them no way. for the movie, apparently. Yeah. They're gorgeous looking cats. They I mean, are, I'm not they a cat are. I'm not a cat person, but I'm like, okay, I'd yeah, have that cat. They, they are beautiful cats, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Especially when Church. it especially when they found it after it being hit. <laughs> it's proper they've done a proper good job that I was like, yeah. fucking hell, that cat is mashed. Yeah, maybe they they killed one of them, maybe. I don't know, but it looked <laughs> proper squished. Some good makeup on that yeah. cat. It was good, it was good, it was Oh my god. Um there was I jumped. Yeah. There was definitely Did you some did you see me jump? Yeah, yeah, I saw you jump out of your seat. <laughs> Watch out for those trucks. Watch That's out not, for those that line truck. is is not in the movie, but I don't yeah, care. It's a shame. Um, it's a shame. It doesn't but... need to be. But the trucks in this movie hmm. the ones that are rolling past. Obviously it's set in mod it's set in now, now yeah. time, so you know you got your modern cell phones, etc. But the way they put the sound on those trucks was purposely there oh, yeah. for a jump scare. Yeah. I mean, but it was so cleverly done because you just, they have these like shots of the road mm. and then it's so easy just to kind of go, like in, do you remember Final Destination? Yeah. With the bus? Yeah. It's yeah, that yeah. sort of moment, isn't it? Yeah, totally, totally. Fuck me. Yeah, they got me every time. Yeah, it was good. What do you think about the way that it was like, what do you think about the cemetery? And the bit with the, the kids. Yeah, see, obviously I've seen the trailer and I thought, like, I, for some reason, I thought that those kids in masks were going to be a more, kind of more featured in the movie, possibly. Like, they were going to try and, 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 like, incorporate some other stuff. Now, that possibly could be in the book, I don't know, maybe. It seems like a sort of Stephen King kind of thing to do, but I don't know whether it was just put in there to make it a little bit more eerie. Um, but yeah, the the set design on the again, like I really liked the original set design in the original movie, but I thought they did a really good job. The one thing that I I wasn't too keen on was the burial ground beyond the kind of like um, the kind like of a like, dam or yeah, whatever, like a, the big pile of like to stop people getting yeah. through. Yeah, beyond there. It looked really cool, but it's like in the again. I, I'm really trying hard not to to pin it like the original, but the original felt more kind of like 
like an Indian Indian burial ground where it's desolate and sandy and it kind of like again it felt like another a different plate a totally different place to where they were but then I suppose in this the updated version it was more in keeping with with where they were so it was kind of like marshy and kind of foggy and eerie and again I suppose it did look otherworldly like from a different place so it's kind of like I ha- I'll be honest, I had a really, really hard time like not comparing it to the original. And that's just me, personally. I, I just had a really hard time. But that's not to say that I don't like it. Yeah, I, I mean, I sort of like, can see what you're saying. Hmm. It felt... The the old one version felt like cheap and corny to me. Yeah, but, but, that's, you... but that's the difference. There is, this is the biggest thing. There is a massive difference hmm. between... And as there should be between like the charm of these really cheaply made um Stephen King movies from mm. the 80s and stuff like that you got and like even the 70s the carries and stuff yeah. like that there's just there's kind of some of them are kind of really naff but i think that that's i think that's the 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 the, the time period and and you know yeah. when when it, some things just don't stand the test of time that's you know, why like, they've got to be brought to brought up to now and like it absolutely great yeah yeah yeah. You yeah. Know, that, that is i think but even though that even though everybody goes like the original obviously two-part tv series everybody says like, it's great it's great but personally for me i think the first part of the tv it show the, the old one is phenomenal with the child actors yeah phenomenal when it gets onto the second part it falls, it falls down, apart which is what we'll see hopefully yeah. different later on in the year I fucking hope with so. the caliber of fucking <laughs> really actors did. that they've got i, I mean really they had john did. boy but i know what you're saying <laughs> yeah anyway with the with the, with the pet cemetery it is different for me because when i saw that it was around the same era when it came out so it was, it was a whole different time back then um you know i mean originally um, Pet Cemetery was meant to be directed by George A. Romero. It was, but it didn't happen, which could have been an entirely different film. I think, like, the biggest thing is, I think this is Stephen King's big labor of love, 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 labor of love, labor of love. Um, because he really got involved in the um, in Pet Cemetery when he came out. Like, obviously, he approached the Ramones and stuff that had to do the song. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we we got a nice version of that at the end in the end credits, sung by someone else. I don't know who the who that artist was. Yeah. But some of the cool shots, the way they, like, the creepiness and the, you, you say after the twigs, yeah. that didn't get you. But the actual cemetery itself, when they did some overshots of that, and the way there's this, like, circular and all these symbols and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. And the masks, again, you know, I'm a big fan of masks. Yeah. The creepiest yeah, no, part. I like that. I like that part. Yeah. There was some, like, like that was really cool. And, like, even, like, the crumbled birdcage, you could really see... Mm what animal was buried yeah. in, in that. I think that was really cool. No, it did look good, yeah. But, again, it's like because they are trying to re-energise and, like, move these movies into now, it's, mm. it's, 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 it's sort of you've got to kind of remove yourself from your childhood. And a lot of, like, horror fans are going to be like, oh, but I like that one. Yeah. And you've got to kind of go, okay, well, you like that one. Just look at, appreciate what, is happening now with horror and sort of turn it in in, in in that off. Another thing is like you've hit the nail on the head there, but another thing is a lot of people, uh, kids of now, this is going to be the first time they've ever seen that. Yeah. That might make them go and rewatch the old one where this one 
they've gone in and they might not know anything about it at all. So you've got to look at it at that point of view. For instance, as one of the guys at work called Ryan that I spoke to, I've had a, a big conversation with him about because he went and saw it and I said, have you seen the original? He's like, no. Have you read the book? And he was like, no. I said, right, I want your <laughs> honest opinion right now because I was like, I'm really interested to see what he thought. He really liked it. He thought it was great. He really, really liked it. He thought, it, you know, it. we talked about the tone of it because I think the tone of the movie is bang on. Throughout the whole film, there's like this feel of kind of unnervely feel that we talked about the acting as well and stuff and the ending. And obviously I, I was like, right. I said, you need to see the original. I said, I just want you to see the original as well, just to compare so we can have a conversation. So I think he's going to pick it up. And oh, I'm, wicked. I'm going to have a little conversation with him afterwards. So I see, I really wanted his point, I really wanted his point of view because he's he's not been tainted by watching anything else. That's why I want somebody's totally blind review of it. I, you know, I don't care what reviewers say and I don't care what old, old school people that love the old one. I want to hear someone's review from now who hasn't seen anything to do with it. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's interesting. Very right. interesting. Well, let's get stuck into some of the yeah. uh, sort of the big ass, the big ass scenes, the important mm. bits. Yeah. The dude who gets his head mashed in. Uh, Victor Pascal. Victor Pascal. Yeah. Oh my God, the level of gore. Yeah. Visceral realness was just really, nuts. Really, really good, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, in this case, he's been run over by run over by a car. And he's a student. I mean, yeah. his brain's falling out of the back of his... And his whole face is all messed up, And you up, can huh? see his whole eye... He's his brain, ...behind huh? it and his brain popping out and blood squirting all down the place. And What? Oh. Car hit him? I know. Must so, have been so like a... Goddamn pickup trucks. <laughs> like, you know, like one of those massive... Yeah. He looked a fucking Hummer. mess. Hummer must have hit him. He looked a mess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was very, 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 very well done. With the character of this Victor Pascal, did you think he was quite... I felt like he was quite underused in this. Because I've heard that he's quite uh, featured in the book quite, quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. And and this is why I was like, oh, I just felt he's so underused. Because obviously, in the, I hate to, I keep going to back to the original. But I, have to, but I have to. Because <laughs> it's like he is he's in the original quite a lot. When the first time I saw him, I was like, oh my God, he's evil. He's bad. And then as it continues, you, you kind of like it. You start just really liking him because he's helping uh, his, uh, his his wife and trying to get her. Yeah, and I suppose in this on. one, you, he gets he's very helpful from the start. Yeah, but he, I, I just felt he was underused. <coughs> I felt he was underused as a character. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to like brush her. Cause they, they, I'll tell you what they did bring out mm. in this one is the, yeah. is the Zelda a lot more yeah. and they sort of like go through I suppose you could kind of compare that mm. to sort of like I don't know not your paranormal activities but um, I suppose your conjuring mm. like that whole crookedness and they did a proud I thought like the, they did the, do the, the, they did do good on that the yeah. bone like the what how how um, visual you could see like how skinny she I've was got, and all the not snap only that, the, bones. the sound yeah the, the, the cracking and the, the like the, the the way the her as a child was downstairs and Zelda's obviously upstairs screaming that scratching on the walls and and I one element I really really did like and straight away it reminded me of house on uh house uh on the haunted hill I knew you were gonna say that uh, yeah I got the that dumb as well waiter yes like, I don't know whether they just 
don't know, maybe it would have been about the same time wherever they thought, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> but um, that was cool. I like that idea because obviously in the original, uh, Zelda chokes on the food that she delivers to her uh, and she chokes and that's why she feels so so bad. Be careful when you say original because remember, yeah. no, it's, it's no. not the book. Yeah, this is a this is the, this is adapting what's in the book. Uh, yeah, but then so is the original adapted from mm. some of the book. So you could say that, but I'm gonna I've seen both, so I'm gonna compare it. That's mm. just the way it works, and it's just like it's. But regardless to that, anyway, I'm not poo pooing it and saying it's rubbish. I'm actually saying um, that I love that part. I thought it's brilliant. I thought it was a different take on it. However, like the original does like did creep me out because it creeped me out as a, when I was a kid because the person they used as Zelda was actually a man and I think that made it just a bit more it made me creep out a little bit and again her, her like back then obviously their spine was all crooked as well a little bit of information apparently the um, guys that made the movie nearly bought a, a, the cast of Zelda's spine was being sold on eBay and then nearly bought the cast of it to use into the into the new one as a little kind of nod to the original and stuff, but they didn't bother in the end. But I think they did a great job. I think it was stunning. I like yeah. I like the makeup. Yeah. I want to talk about. Obviously, this is spoilers. Come on, guys. Yeah. The truck killing Ellie. Yeah. All right. As in the the, the switch. The switch. Yeah. It's, okay. Again, there is no gauge. In the books. Okay. It's just... I believe... Yeah, if I'm right... I've, someone can tell me if and shoot me down if I'm wrong. But I believe there's no gauge in the book and it's just the the girl. They oh, only have, they only I have didn't one, know that. They only have one child in the oh, book. Oh, okay. I did not know that. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I've, I've maybe misinterpreted what... Because I had a conversation with my mum okay. about it and I'm pretty sure there's only one... I one, did not know this. One kid. They okay. only have one kid. Okay. That's why I'm trying not to compare it as much because it's an adaptation. I'll still compare it, Karen. <laughs> but anyway, so... They, in this lovely little change, you you you're expecting Gage to get run over, and we, um, and we sort of know from the trailer that I it's wasn't. Not. See, I kind of knew because it, it annoyed me because of seeing the trailer. Yeah. They gave that up, and and I wish I'd never watched it. Because if you it. didn't, because you would kind of think that if you'd seen the original, you kind of think, "Oh, Gage is about to get it." Oh no! Yeah, Gage gets saved, and Ellie gets fucking hammered. I mean, hammered. Mm. I mean, the truck doesn't just like hit her. The big trailer thing comes off the back and rams her. Yeah. Now, am I a sick, sick man that I wanted to see a little bit more? I think they had to be a bit careful with it. Because it's a kid. Because it's a kid, yeah. You have to be a little bit uh, careful of that. But I think that it it really packed a punch for me a lot more because you could see they focused on the grief of the parents more. And that's what, remember, this is what it's about. It's about that moment. It's not about seeing the gore with how she got mullered. It's the fact of the sheer kind of like terror in the parents' faces and the reaction of them to make them feel so like, oh my God, like my child, I've lost my child and uh, put them into a horrific position to carry the movie on. Because obviously we all know what happens carrying the movie on. But it was a beautiful moment, I suppose, with Church because Church had just come back. And I love that. And he, like, and then, yeah, because he got rid of him, didn't he? Yeah. Before he got rid of him. He's like, right, Church I'm going to is... travel off because uh, he's going to dump Church. 
and just get rid of him. And there you see Church running down, like a really cool shot. And yeah. You think, What's that? And like you're looking in the background. I can't quite make it out. And then you see like this little cat bounding along, and it's just like, oh, it's the cat quality. No, I just don't know. We we kind of brushed over a little bit because like yeah. she got pissed off with the cat because the cat scratched her earlier on. She says she doesn't want anything to do with Church. Hmm. Right earlier on in the movie, and then suddenly Church is all coming back, and she all wants to be Church's mate again. Alright, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bit of dodgy story storytelling there. Okay. But you know, kids are fickle, so I suppose you can get rid of that. Um but yeah, I kinda of wanted to see, you know, Ellie a bit mashed up. Yeah. Whatever. That's just my sickness. There's one thing we did just brush over yeah. which I want to go back to before we continue is Judd mm. was a bit of a pedo. What why what makes you think that? He's no Herman Monster. Yeah, but anyway, but like Fred Gwynn. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Gwynn is, is a legend. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but I've got to say this: he was. Uh, I love John Lithgow, but Fred, yeah, he just it. nailed it. Yeah, it's because he spoke. He's so much more simple. Well, I don't know. It's just, simple. I think his accent, his is is just the eeriness about him, the way he looks is different. But again, as you were saying earlier, this is a different take where John Lithgow apparently never read the book. He hasn't seen the original. He went in totally blind and apparently did his own thing. He did a so great I job. respect hats off to him for that man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it did come off. It did come across eerie. He was... But what makes you think he's a pedo? No. <laughs> don't say that about John Lithgow. <laughs> I don't think John Lithgow's a pedo. However, the character, Judd, mm. yeah. was a bit dodgy when he approached Ellie in the, in the cemetery. Now, is that just my, you know... Why is, what, what makes you think well, he comes over, she's just tricked her knee, you know, he's putting mud on her. He doesn't know her. She doesn't know him. Well, that's only the because... Mum, you saw the way the mum reacts. That's is. only because you're perceiving of how it is nowadays. Because, wow. I mean, I must I must admit, when the mum came along, I thought, oh, they're, they're, they're going to use that trope of get away from my daughter, you dirty old man, or something like that. Yeah, and they... I thought about that. Yeah, yeah. they didn't, but she did look kind of wary. Yeah, no, totally. She I did look wary. Yeah. But then next minute, they're like having dinner with Judd and yeah. they're all best friends. So, um, you know. Yeah, that's... they've got to... They probably... You know, who's to say they haven't got to know him over a couple of days and said, you know, come over for some, you know, apple pie and we'll chill out and have a couple of beers. You know, you never know. You yeah. never know. But one thing I did like about uh, uh, John Lithgow as Judd, I don't know if you noticed, but this was quite cool. I do because my, my wife, uh, she she's watched The Crown and he plays and obviously the, the cat is called Church. Yeah. The little girl goes to John Lithgow Oh, our cat's called Church after Winston Churchill and John Lithgow, go, uh, character as Judd, says, "Oh yeah, I, I know which uh, I know Winston Churchill because he played Winston Churchill in The Crown, Aww. which is quite cool. A nice little nod there. I thought that was quite cool. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, because I looked at my wife and she looked at me. I was like, ah, that's cool. All right, so a couple of cheeky little, you know. Okay, so what we've got this thing, we've got Castle Rock at the moment. Castle Rock is um, obviously a big Stephen King universe. Yeah, but we haven't seen yet. No, we haven't seen Again, yet. we haven't got over it. No, but there's a there's a big Stephen King universe. And Stephen King, within, if anyone's read any of his novels, will know that he puts... There's, his books are layered. You know, they have nods to so much. Mm. You know, he, he lived in... Is it May? Maine? Maine, yeah, where so it's set. Where yeah. it's set. But all of the towns that he writes about 
I like within that area. Yeah, so it's very real, very very things. real. Yeah. So we had a couple of cheeky little Stephen King. We looked at each there. other, didn't we? Yeah. We like straight away, we were like ah quality. So when she's like driving back a bit later, there's a de- there's a sign that says twenty miles to Derry. Derry yeah. Now what I'm hoping is, and I hope this is, I hope I'm wrong. Well, I don't know if I'm wrong. There's something in Stephen King, the second part of it. That I hope they do at the end. I'm not what well, that not is causing. That is causing that like long tail back. Oh, but I won't let you know. I won't tell you. But I hope I might be wrong. Yeah. But there was obviously a nice little dairy sign. Yeah. And very very quietly in the background, um, at the, um, barbecue or whatever before Ellie gets smashed with the truck. Yeah. They were discussing a Saint Bernard. With rabies. That's correct. So, yeah, that's obviously a reference to Cujo. Cujo, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I know it's that because again, you looked at me and went, "That's Cujo." I'm like, <laughs> now I'm sure there were others, but yeah. I, they're the only two that I missed. I like. I like those. No, there's probably there probably is a couple of other Easter eggs and stuff, but yeah, I didn't notice any. Love an Easter egg. After Ellie had been smashed with a truck, yeah, and she come back to life, been brought back, yeah, been brought back. How did you feel about Jet Lawrence in her sort of acting? I think I know. I think it's pronounced Jette Lawrence. I don't know. I'm going to do it like Jet, like in Gladiator. Okay, Jetty. (laughs) I think she was brilliant. I like, there's, I don't know what they've done to her, but her eyes were kind of offset. It looks so weird it's like obviously i don't know whether they just couldn't fix it because that's how badly the truck here but she, her eyes are just kind of weird um and her voice is insane like for the little bits that she talks it's kind of like she does this ah, mommy told me and all that shit is like it's creepy man I, she was creepy and the one scene that i absolutely loved love love loved in this movie was the bath scene was amazing where he's coat is brushing her hair and literally the the noise as he's brushing her hair is like oh it's like scratching noise and then you realize and i just knew it's coming because obviously he scratches the hair away and it kind of comes out and he sees the the kind of like staples that they've how they've stapled her head back together is oh it's gross and that's kind of a part where you kind of see his face and he's like thinking, if I made the right choice, what have I done? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God. How am I going to explain this to my wife? Mm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. But like, you've got um, a little girl. Yeah. You you know, I remember, but I've got a sister. I remember yeah. that noise. Yeah. The, brushing the, the naughty lock, hair. The yeah. naughty hair. And it's like, it was so, <clears throat> it was so familiar. Yeah. To like um, that noise. Those, Nowadays it doesn't happen. Why? Nowadays it doesn't happen because they have like these special brushes that like brush the hair and it doesn't pull. So you, so you get a, ah, ah, ah. No, okay, you don't no, anymore. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> Sometimes dead is Sometimes better. Sometimes dead is yeah. better. So yeah, I agree with you about that. Like she, it's she, really good. She's just like on another level. Yeah. And that whole dancing routine as well. Hmm. When she starts like acting a little bit of a brat. And stuff like that, and it's not bratty. It's Trash in the room. Yeah, you think, oh, she's just being a brat, but she's not. Yeah. There's some darkness. Sometimes dead is she's better. Bad. She's come yeah. back wrong. Yeah. And totally. you get, and she's great at, at like displaying that behaviour. Mm. Mm. Um, Fantastic. 
and there's some other great bits, I suppose, like, you know, when they reunite. Uh, this was fucking great. The fucking... When she stabs the mum. Mm. I'm like, whoa, that was dark. It's quite visceral, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Full on. Because they, yeah. they sort of... The way they pause the camera angles with the and she's holding the knife in her mum. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty... And pretty it's not just... Gross. She doesn't stab her once. She stabs her a couple of times. She goes for it, yeah. And then she... Does she drag her? What happens next? She doesn't she chuck her out the window? She chops the kid out the window. I can't remember. I don't know. Does he bury the wife in the Indian burial ground? How does she come back to life? No, she drags. She drags the mum. She drags yeah, the mum to, right, yeah. to. Right. Okay. That is right. Ground, that which is, pretty which is again different. Again, I don't know. That yeah. She book, like drags the mum. Yeah. Uh, but we've we've skipped out a, a real quick bit uh, where obviously. I didn't think they were going to do it and I thought oh they're not going to do it and they're kind of like where Judd goes to his house and he, he this is the bit that, I, I, that I'm really interested in where Judd goes back to the house and kicks open the bed uh, kicks over the bed because in the original the kid's under the bed and does the whole back of the heel tendon oh, which is great I'm like oh they're not going to do it and then as he's coming up uh, down the stairs I think or up the stairs he gets it done to him by the little girl now, this is the bit that I'm interested in, and you've got to read the book so you can report back to me, is when the little girl starts talk to him, talking to him about his wife. It, it's interesting because it, she starts talking to him about his wife like she knows something that something he's done, and and you don't know what, and I'm thinking, what has he done? I, she's like, I, what, what, she knows what you've done. She knows, she told me, I saw her, and I was like, that's creepy because what has he done has he done something dodgy has he killed his wife or I guess or is she just fucking with him no I, well maybe but I guess that mm. I was thinking oh maybe he brought back his wife mm. maybe he did that with his wife as well as a dog that mm. he brought back maybe he brought back the wife as well because if you remember in the original I'm oh, sorry about going back to the original there's that whole thing about the one of his friends brought his son back and and he was involved in killing him and stuff like that yeah so obviously they left that bit out, which is this, this is the problem I've got. There's a couple of bits where they obviously talk about death. Now the whole thing is about death, and should you bring people back that you love, there are consequences that happens. But in again in the original, when they deal with death several times, like there's the cleaner that's quite freaky at the start that has a stomach problems that that kills herself, and then you've got the Victor Pascal death, and then you've got them talking about his wife. And there's quite a lot of tone of death and you get this feel of like really kind of like, you know, like the feel, the eerie feel of them talking about death and it's quite depressing. And then obviously it all happens with the the burial ground and stuff where this one I think was missing that just a little bit. They touched on it with the girl asking about death and what happens to church and this stuff. But I just felt it was was a little bit more missing um, in this one about about focusing on the death side of things more where the other one had more bits about death and right. dealing with it but that was just me that's my my, my opinion right. fair enough <laughs> fair enough well let's get this to the twist ending yeah alright throughout the movie I was like trying to not compare it and then suddenly I was like okay I was getting into it and then like the ending I put it put a big smile on my face yeah no I think it's I think it's well brave and I think it is good because it's not down, led down the normal path of every movie where it's all tied up at the end and blah, blah, blah. It just left it hanging. And it's just like, 
I really like the idea on it. It's cool. The way it's shot, the way it's done. I love the fact that Church just jumps on the car <laughs> at the end. It's just fantastic. It's all about the cat. And the family come along. I mean, does, does this leave it open for another one? Or does it know that something else going to happen? It's yeah. Just like, I, thought, I, I loved it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was just clever. Yeah, we won't spoil this no. for you guys well, in case I'll you haven't. Yeah. Well, we haven't even said shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. You don't know really what's going on. No, but it's, I've, I, I, I appreciated that. And I thought that's that's balls right there. You know, that's 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 putting their own stamp on it. Like right at the end, then boom, that's us. We did it this way and we stuck to it. And there was, seems like no kind of like bigger hierarchy got involved. It was like, we're going to do it like this. And this is the way we're going to do it. I liked it. That. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Hmm. Again, it's a film about irresponsible parenting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely. sort your fucking lives out. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. So what you what 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 we give this out of ten then, buddy? I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to do the three, two, one? Or oh, we haven't done that. Yeah, let's do a three, two, one. Go on, then you do it. All right, three, two, one, eight, six. Fucking hell. Yeah. I liked it a lot I'm, more then. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, it's mediocre. From, it's it's not mediocre. It's just above. Like it, it's good. It's not bad, and it's not excellent. And I think I've, I'm I'm coming off the back of possibly one of my favourite films this year, um, and like that set the bar set the bar real high for me, and I've got lots of things coming. But I appreciate it. Like I said, I love the tone throughout it. I love the set pieces. Um, I loved the jump scares were cool. Uh, the acting was quality. The special effects were good. Uh, it had balls and guts to do what it wanted. It's, it's, it is its own thing. Um, but I just don't think, uh, you know, a six is fair for me. See, I just had to give it eight. For, uh, like, um, I respected the gore. The cinematography was outstanding. Again, like, Ellie is a, a little dead zombie thing. was mm. incredible. And Church the Cat. I mean, it just it was just ace. And the music and all this sort of stuff um, put me on par with us, in my opinion. Definitely. Insane. Definitely. Insane, mate. Have a word. <laughs> right then. So obviously, um, we got to decide on our next episode's main review. We do. What are we going with? Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. Although it could change. Yeah. At the moment, at the moment, it's Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to give Hellboy a try. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to give it a shot. It's or got, Neil Marshall. It's got. Yeah, Neil Marshall has done Descent, and we've got to give the fact that that respect. Obviously, Gamel Del Toro did the original, and it's very fantastical, and um, it's not on the level of Pan's Labyrinth in terms of like. Um, you never horror. know. Like we might really like but, it. It's, well, it's like it's thing. got a lot of horror. Neil Marshall's at the helm. Um, it's got a horror element Definitely. to it, as well as the sci-fi and the fantasy and all this sort of stuff, and obviously the comic book. But um, from looking at the trailer, I definitely see horror i see the blood splatter that's what i'm hoping for shot in england as well come on yeah if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i'm hoping it is like you know everything is a try don't listen to critics in it yeah let's do it let's do cool. let's do hellboy uh, hellboy as a horror boom right let's move on to uh our next section
this episode something to scream about and it was to, for us to pick our our favorite move for the last three years yeah all right i'm gonna let you go first on this one we've had a great i mean last three years let's like modern day horror it's been fantastic we've had some great like we have been spoiled yeah examples from last year we've don't start reeling off a load of films because you're going to name one that i'm going to pick okay you always do this when you (laughs) you do this you start and you really oh we've had this and this and normally you name the one i'm going to pick so shut up no okay carry on, carry on. so the highlights like the highlights from 2018 obviously yeah. we had like the quiet place um oh, ha- fuck. halloween oh, for some great one <laughs> 2017 um we had like get out it you know it came back happy death day the babysitter i thought those ones were oh, really like, stand out. They one, were great man like yeah, proper yeah, bubblegum yeah. horror man um, and Happy Death Day, such an original sort of concept. I loved yeah, it. Definitely. Two thousand sixteen. Train to Busan. Don't breathe. Split the shallows. Thirty one. Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies. I'm gonna fucking put that in there. Some great ones. I haven't really put two thousand fifteen, but I think we can go back as far as that as well. But you know, I'd love to have gone back to two thousand and fourteen and put It Follows in there. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, but I would have had that as well. <laughs> but yeah, man, let's, uh, what, what's your uh, what's your what's your pick? Man? Well, as obvious, I mean, we're just going for one here. Yeah, let's go for one. We're going for one. Well, um, well, well you, yeah, you have two. Two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you've named Get Out, so I'm not going to pick that. <laughs> but for me, I'm going to go with my first one. Don't breathe for me. Because I think we went, we we actually went to, we did a double bill. We went to one cinema and we watched uh, The Purge. And then we, if you can remember rightly, we raced across town to go to the other cinema. And then we watched Don't Breathe Straight After. <laughs> Hell yeah. And um, it, this was a fucking, we both sat there and we were we were knocked off our socks by this movie. Where it was just the whole concept of the movie was just so different, fresh. We've seen, you know, Jane Levy come back in this movie, obviously from Evil Dead. She's great in Evil Dead. Brilliant in this. Um, she just smashed out of the park. Uh, directed by Fede Alvarez. Like, brilliant. Like, I love this movie so much. Just, just the concept of the movie, the sound, um, the shots, the cinematography. The turkey baster. The turkey baster. <laughs> uh, the dog that attacks the car straight out of Cujo. Fucking hell. It's brilliant. Um, just yeah just a, a fantastic movie that j- just was served up right at the right time for me because i was just thinking well everything's just been done there's nothing cool and fresh and new coming out and then this just fucking smashed me right across the chops and it was like oh my god that was so good and and i mean to be fair we quite enjoyed the purge but this one we absolutely loved at yeah. the time we came out i go wow what a movie. It's something so different. Uh, and apparently now they're going to make another one, so I hope they don't destroy it. Oh, but for fuck's sake. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I thought that was going to be like It Follows, man. Just like that's... Like, on its own. I mean, It Follows, they could have done... I'm still waiting for them to... Uh, someone to kind of go, oh, maybe we'll just do another It Follows. And stuff yeah, and I that. think that oh. he did a film recently um, that's under the Silver Lake, I think, oh, okay. um, that hasn't done great. Um, I don't know when it's going to get released um, and stuff, but uh, you never know. That might do really badly. It might go, do you know what? I need some cash. Let's do get. Let's, uh, let's do um, 
it follows too. <laughs> to be fair, if he did it like another version or yeah. another world of it follows, there can be some fucking great. Yeah, I mean, you could just pick a there. new, a complete. It doesn't have to be a follow-on. I don't it? want it because it's just so original. Yeah, and that, it, that's a. At the moment, I've had like four, you know, five years of it being on its own, beautiful, and it's just, it's just incredible, yeah. incredible movie. Yeah. But that was my first pick, and okay. I don't agree. So I'm gonna do my next two. Mm. Because okay. I'll, I'll leave you to go last. Sure, sure. Okay. So I'm going to do my next two. Um, Sharp, no I'm going to punch you in the nuts. Oh, so, <laughs> so I should take that one out. Sharknado, <laughs> Sharknado 6. <laughs> Tit. <laughs> it wasn't great. Now, uh, my first one I'm going to tell you is, the ter- is called Terrifier. Are I you- still yet to see it. You're a douche. So don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Go but I got a, just. A, I just. It's one of those films that I just need to just sit down and watch. It's 2016. I'll do it Monday. Yeah, all right. It's 2016. Um, it brings us Art the Clown. Now, there has been so much merch, so much love for this fucking crazy ass clown. There were so many memes and stuff of like one particular scene when this first came out, which I won't. I will. If you've seen the memes. Yeah, I've seen loads. Yeah, yeah the fucking worry. this like naked woman yeah, hanging, hanging upside, upside down. They've done yeah. loads of memes like Scooby Doo and stuff like that. I've seen that loads. Yeah. Um, but this fucking clown is got like legs. Everybody loves a clown. Yeah, and it's it's so he's so free because he's like a mime. He doesn't talk for the whole bloody thing, mm. and it's got potential to be a real franchise mm, well they're making a second they one are right doing now, a second yeah. one um so that's in the works at the moment um but second saying this i did a bit of research on this mm. one yeah because i didn't want to spoil anything so i thought i'd do, I'd do a bit of paul's facts oh but i found it's not a lot actually i just found <laughs> out that he he um the director um i can't remember his name whoops has used the used art the, the research yeah, yeah right. <laughs> used art the clown in a film called All Hallows Eve in oh, 2013. Yeah, yeah. So Art the Clown has already had already been in. Okay. Um, and I think that All, All Hallows Eve, I think it's like a found footage sort I've of thing. I've heard of that. I've like a VHS sort of thing. Like a, they found like a VHS tape and they watched it and stuff like that. Okay. But the clown's already been is in that. Okay. So that's pretty mad. That's but cool. It wasn't the first sort of outing. So he's already had kind of two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a short because it originally came from a short as right. well. So, I'm just like, this, this like, character's already had three hours. It's going to have another one. It's so, it's such a refreshing slasher. Because that's essentially what it is. It's like, um, it is like your sort of modern day sort of slasher movie. Or like your 80s sort of slasher movie. But, but they've done it so it feels modern. Yeah, they brought it into this kind of era. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's still low, it's quite low budget, I would say. But in a really, really good way. Hmm. Um. And like the gore is fantastic, the the clown is incredible. They're like the 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 ladies in it are like wicked as well. And like it's just it's not something that I've seen before. It was so original. That's good. That's good. So original. There was some of the deaths in there are just fucking nuts. And this clown's gonna live on for a while. Cool. And it could rival the likes of like um you know Spalding. Yeah, you know Pennywise and stuff like that, and stand up there. So I really like this. Really, cool. really like. It. I think it's a new horror icon. 
I'm definitely going to watch it, mate. I promise you. My second one is Train to Busan. Quite simply. Great pick. Fucking. Where did we watch this? I can't, it's it, around mine, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was at, it was at Fright Fest, but we missed it. Uh, as always. <laughs> we yeah, always, always miss the good ones. And I love a zombie movie as much as the next one, but I was like, okay, another zombie movie. Because we kind of Fine. heard about all the hype of it and everybody's like, oh, raving about it because it was the closer, wasn't it? And we were like, yeah. we just heard everybody going, yeah, it's brilliant, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. And we're like, oh, okay. okay we so had to wait till it came out. So we grabbed it and we sat down and watched it and it was just like fucking nuts. I mean, so much so that America, you know, it's got it's going to have a US version, Meh. isn't it? Meh. Brilliant. <laughs> but this, these, this Korean, like, it's Indonesian, isn't it? Not Korean, or is it Korean? It's Korean, yeah. Korean horror movie. It's just like, just set in a train, mm. around a train, and it's just I don't know. It just works on every sort of level, and it's felt new. It felt like I hadn't seen this. I think just like with zombie movies. If you get the right circumstance and you get the right, like, you start feeling for the characters that are in it. Totally. Yeah. Or, like, you find a douchebag that you don't care about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the, the right sort of combination of characters. You could just, there's so many, obviously, scenarios that yeah. you could do. And this was just another one, like, this could be set in Romero's world. And it just yeah. so happens that it's set in career instead of, you know, the Deep South or whatever. And it's like, yeah. Fucking well done. And, and the other thing to say about this movie is the humour. It's fantastic. It's just like, it has the right beats all the way through it. It's really serious. It's really emotional. I won't spoil anything. Gets really gets you right in the feels. Yeah. But then it also has bits where it's just hilarious. The one-liners yeah. and, and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. The concept is just like, yeah, it's just fresh wasn't it it was just like me and you sat there we watched it and we, we were laughing yeah. we were like, oh my god that's cool the effects are brilliant and it was just different it was just like when you thought it all been done just another zombie movie oh here we go again this just knocked it out of the park absolutely knocked it out of the park it just shows that there's so many more ideas still left mm. to be done yeah so much more to see yeah really really pleased with this one absolutely Right then, dude. Let's have your um. Cool. Well, we'll do we'll, final pick. We'll do my final pick, and then we'll have some shout shout outs here. So my final pick is gonna be Rob Zombie's 2016 31. <laughs> it, um, this movie holds. I think it's a bit special for me and you, obviously, because like we got to see the premiere of the the fucking first European premiere of this movie. Rob Zombie actually came up on the screen and sent us a personal message, which was brilliant. It wasn't Not, just to me and you. Well, no, whole, whole. well we saw it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but he was like, you know, thanks for coming. Sorry I couldn't be there. He was performing because he had gigs and stuff to do. Um, but yeah, he, he basically said, you know, here's my movie 31. I hope you like it. And we literally got to sit there and watch 31 before anybody else. And I love this movie. I think the storyline's brilliant. The fact that these people get kind of like literally stolen and put into this kind of game that's, you know, it, it sounds like a bit like a saw kind of thing, but it's not. I think it's its own kind of beast and it's come straight from Rob Zombie, you know, and the fact it's kind of done like a game, like levels with bosses. Uh, it really, it was just interesting and obviously the dialogue. It's like all, Running Man. Yeah, like the the dialogue with Rob Zombie as well is just phenomenal the script writing but 
the biggest thing for me in this movie that well there's two things in this movie and that's Richard Brake as Doomhead and Sherry Zombie like Sherry Moon yeah, well, yeah Sherry Moon sorry Pop. it's usually Sherry's name but, um, you, but you're right like Sherry Moon has been in like all of his movies yeah he's single one, yeah. his wife yeah but but besides that she, that's not the point she's fucking amazing she's just incredible yeah yeah in like house of, in all of them like yeah. she's re- like she's just in, she's awesome but this is a standout yeah. as far as I'm concerned it's just it, I think it really pushes the boundaries of what you can do the opening monologue that starts with the black and white shot of Doomhead just basically just saying like the monologue is just the artist world it's just and it feeds straight into the film you know what the fuck is about and what an incredible name for a character as well, <laughs> Doomhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he fucking needs his own film. He needs a standalone film for himself. But anyway, regardless of the point, that that's my pick because it it just pushed the boundaries. It was it was an original idea. It was fresh. We like we really love Rob Zombie films. We appreciate it. It, it. Sometimes it's like the dialogues, like watching a Tarantino movie, are thrown in with like loads of just nods to everything and the sorts of horror that we're into and that's that's why i really like it and i like the fact that he's totally independent it doesn't depend on big studios to to kind of fund him he does what he wants he sticks to his guns and this movie is just a pure example of what he can do and i can't wait for what else yeah because he would have thought that like when we went back and like the first time we watched house of a thousand corpses and it's like rob zombies done a horror movie he's like all right yeah um i mean i'm a fan of his music and stuff like that yeah. but i'm like house of a thousand corpses sounds pretty mad yeah the the dvd cover looks fucking <laughs> crazy and uh, what the fuck and i'm just like well fuck it okay let's see what you can do let's go and i was just like whoa <laughs> yeah this is like appealing to me I, I mean i've got yeah. a fucking you know this is like Hills of Eyes with Chex's Chainsaw Massacre. Just, yeah. Fucking. So many different just types. mixed all in one. You're yeah. like, this dude loves horror. Yeah. And that's what you see written all, his mo- all over her. I, d- I even like his, I like his fresh take on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is that everybody slags it off and like, oh, they're shit, they're shit, they're blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but he was brave enough to go and do his own thing, his own way, interpretate those movies as he wanted them to be. Yeah. Then, you know, and the studios got involved and everything, different stuff like that. So be it. But do you know what I mean? I mean, it's so funny because he started off as well. He did a few scare ha- like scare haunts. You know, you get them in oh, America. Yeah, like, scare mazes. Yeah, basically he did one in America that was just literally in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so you had to go in the middle of nowhere. You turn up. There was no people kind of telling you where to go. You just turn up to this big house in the middle of nowhere. And off you go and you go into this kind of scare house maze type thing and you'd be putting scenarios by actors and shit would go on and apparently you just go through all this crazy shit like and then you go down a big slide at the end and you came out and and basically some of the characters from his films would just be th- there doing signings at the end <laughs> Fuck <your way. laughs> just sat there doing signings but this was way before yeah, like the films come out is before house of a thousand corpses come out but, um, yeah, you can just have some of the characters there just signing photos and stuff at the end. And people were like, well, who are you? And they'd be like, whatever. But not no one knew that there were going to be these big characters in this film. Like, But it's just so weird. I thought that was quite funny. 
I need this movie on Blu-ray. Mm. Is it out? You can get it on Blu-ray, yeah. Alright, right, where's that then? I'm going to purchase. Mm. So, you were lucky enough to speak to Richard Brake. Yes. And we got an interview to put on. Yeah, I was I was lucky enough, obviously, at Walker StalkerCon to get a, a brief interview with Richard. Obviously, he was really, really busy. Um, there were there a lot of people there to see him. So, what I will say is I apologise for the, the sound. It's not a great... It's in a massive hall with loads of people walking around, obviously, getting their signatures and stuff like that. But, well, I did the best I could. I'm not massive in these situations at the moment. You know, I'm still learning, so it's not, not the best interview ever. But, um, you know, this is, you know, one of the first interviews we've ever had on the podcast. And and it, it totally uh, means a lot. What about my Walt Flanagan? Oh, yeah, your Walt Flanagan. <laughs> Second interview on this podcast. Um, so, but we're, we're new to it. So, you know, we're, we're just fans talking about horror films for fans. And just thought it'd be really cool. I'd just go out there and just approach him and see if we could get kind of a quick interview. Mate, I think you're an old pro at this, man. You, we, we have with um, matey boy from uh, uh, 80s Horror Doc. Yeah, oh yeah, we had that. This is the third interview yeah. that we've had. You're an old hat now, mate. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know about that. But yeah, we're, we're hoping to work on some more, so watch this space. Um, but yeah, should, should we roll the tape? Let's roll the tape. Okay, I'm here at Walker Stalker Con, and I've been really lucky enough to uh, have a few questions given to uh, Richard Brake. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Uh, so I'd just love to ask you a couple of questions. So where, where did acting start with you? Uh, <laughs> um, I thought you were going to go, so what's it like working with Rob Zombie? Um, where did acting start with me? I was uh, 17 and I was at uh, school and sitting outside after lunch with a friend of mine. And this attractive young lady came out and said, there's no men or boys or whatever we were called then yeah. auditioning for the school play. Will you guys audition? Really? And I was like, oh, I don't know. My, and then my friend's like, no, it's good. And then I took one look at the girl and I thought, man, if she's doing it, I'm going to do it. So oh. I went in there and auditioned. And because there was only about five guys going up for seven parts, I definitely got a role. Oh, and uh, that was it. And then I about... Three weeks later, I was in the middle of rehearsing the play, and I said to the same friend as we were coming home from rehearsals that uh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And luckily, it's, you know, 40 years later or whatever it is, 30-something years later, and I'm still doing it, so I'm very, very... That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what's your kind of earliest memory of kind of horror? Uh, I remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre scaring the shit out of me when I was, I don't know, too young to really be watching yeah. it. Brilliant, brilliant. So you've obviously been in many movies, TV shows, from Batman Begins, Doom, Game of Thrones, obviously, and in many of the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, what's the hardest thing that you've ever come up against in your career so far? Uh-huh. I mean, there's always been, there's a lot of times when you're shooting, there's always difficult moments. Um, I mean, one of the hardest things to do is definitely the makeup on um, Game of Thrones. I mean, it was six hours to put it on two hours to take it off the contact lenses to be honest with you if I had to choose one thing that's been really difficult it was the contact lenses in Game of Thrones because they're the largest you can put in a human eye and I'm not a big fan of contact lenses anyway so that was absolutely agonizing agonizing 
So how did how did you first meet uh, Rob Zombie, and why did you think you worked so well together? Um, I met him. I auditioned for him. Really, uh, Rob doesn't. When you audition, you just go on tape, and then Rob takes a look at him and decides. And uh, he was a great character. Uh, I was auditioning for it was Halloween 2 the uh, Gary Scott the necrophilic um, <laughs> uh, corner and um, you know I, ha I had to go and I had to audition and read the part and uh, and I just loved it it was so well written it was so funny you know the way he'd, ri he'd written it and uh, and it went well and next thing I heard you know I got a message saying uh, you know Rob Zombie wants you to play the part in Halloween 2 and I was really excited I didn't really I mean I knew his films um, and I and I knew he was a musician obviously uh, and crazy rocker is how I pictured him this insane like mad you know drug-taking nutcase right and so I was a little anxious and then I showed up on the set in Atlanta and uh, m met him and he He's the polar opposite. He, he creates an image that he might be this, you know, he is like a great rock and roller, but deep down he's an incredibly generous, professional, lovely uh, human being. And I remember sitting outside the trailer talking about vegan cheese with him because he's a vegan yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm a vegetarian. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, here I'm chatting about vegan cheese with Rob Zombie. But, you know, and why we work well together is really comes back to that he's just one of the most inspiring well he is without a doubt the most inspiring director i work with he um he allows everybody to really be their best encourages them in fact almost inspires them to be their very best everybody uh whether it's an actor or a producer or a, you know an intern on their first job it's he's just he's a special person um it's like a modern renaissance man you know he's a musician um artist filmmaker you know just just a great guy and and also just incredibly professional you know and, you know he on the surface yeah he's a rock and roller and he's cool as hell he's you know, yeah, he, you know but at the same time he, he just gets down and does it and uh you know i have incredible admiration for him and i'm very very grateful that uh, he's a one-off guy work with him. yeah and it's, you know, it's a real highlight of my work so i've got to ask you uh with the character of doomhead in 31 how the hell did you bring that character to life because that's one character that is just amazing thanks uh well basically again rob wrote it you know it's very well written the opening monologue people talk about it a lot and you know i didn't change a word you know with rob he allows you to be very free and change things and you know improvise. in fact encourages it but what was so great about um uh, that opening monologue in particular, and almost all of uh, Doomhead's dialogue, I think a very, very little, I don't know if I changed it much at all, but definitely that opening monologue, it's so beautifully written, it's so, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just genius. This and, you know, I joke, I, I literally just had to say the lines. I just had to stand still, say the lines. You know, and the character, I just have a whole process that I do, and I won't bore you with it, but basically I, I do that and everything, and I did it with Doomhead, and the writing, the directing, uh, the other actors, you know, Sherry's incredible in it, and you know, I'm I'm only as good as the actors I'm working with, and uh, and and Sherry is so so brilliant. Those my favorite parts of the end scenes with me and her, you know, um, the whole the whole standoff with the puppets, and then the whole um, the whole scene where we're together at the very end, and that's you know because she's so present as an actor and uh, so like on that makes that work, you know. So there's really Doomhead's not you know some magic for me it's a magic from all these different sources that I just you know I'm a part of so it's great fantastic
can you tell me anything about Free From Hell? Only that it's absolutely fucking brilliant, and uh, we all think you know it's going to be Rob's best film. And I think. Uh, so you, you play a character called Winslow Foxworth Coltrane, right? We all just call him uh, Foxy. Foxy. Yeah. Uh, seriously, can't wait for that. Literally, it's been so long. I've been waiting for this for such a long time. Just another great character Rob's written for me, and I'm again very grateful to be to be a part of it. But uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, you're in for a real treat. Fantastic. And just a couple more questions. You star opposite Nicolas Cage in Mandy with one in one scene, uh, and as part of the chemist. What was that opposite like? Opposite Nicolas Cage. Oh, it was great. I love. He was an amazing guy. He was so present. You know, he could have been like. Because he doesn't even speak in the whole scene, so he didn't even need to be there. He could have sent, you know, his assistant to stand there, or a, they could have put a puppet. But the thing that was so great is that he actually stood there and was very present and really on while I had to deliver all that weird, you know, drugged out monologue. Yeah, um, so I have a lot of respect for him. He's a really, really sound guy. I mean, I only met him the one evening, but really, really incredible. And in uh, Panis's film is genius. You know, it's just a mad fucking masterpiece. And I'm glad I'm again. I'm really grateful to be a part of that. Fantastic. So, are we going to see any more horror films from you coming soon? Uh, yeah. I've got, obviously, Three from Hell. I did a movie called Perfect Skin, yes. which, honestly, i got to plug. You know, it's it's out now on Amazon or iTunes or, or whatever. You can rent it. You know, on, I think it's, uh, if you're in the UK, it's on all the platforms. It might even be on Sky Movies. You should really, you know, take the time. If you're at all interested in any of the films I've done, this is, I'm really proud of this. I'm the lead in it. And it's... Um, it's just it's gotten great reviews it's done all this you know stuff at uh, at film festivals uh, the reaction's been super so you know it's hard to get people to watch indie films it's hard you know the yeah, publicity know, yeah. the budgets we have so you know get out there and, and rent it because um, we'll, I'm we'll really get proud. behind that for you as well we'll just promote the hell out of that for yeah, you yeah thanks it's called perfect skin and also i got a movie called feedback coming out next year and um yeah, a bunch of stuff man a bunch That's of fantastic. stuff Richard, I've got to say thank you so much for, for taking time out from the con for us. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good, the fact good. that you got him talking about like 31, three days to hell, um, free from, from hell, like the Night King stuff with those contact lenses. Yeah. I had to ask him about Mandy as well. Man. Fuck yeah. That was great. That was great. I hope you guys all enjoyed that as well. Yeah. And hopefully like, you know, if we can get any other guys to any other people to kind of like do interviews and we're like you know put those little 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 bits into the podcast yeah, as well definitely, definitely nice little added bonus right i suppose we've got to do our little shout outs for um something to scream about still. yeah let's do it so i'll do that now what you got hit me right quick start of instagram we've got they came uh it says mandy good choice nice. nicholas cage yeah. obviously reviewed that bad boy um steve bold Steve Newbold. Steve Newbold. Said Old ha- Newbold. Said uh, Happy Death Day. Avid listener. Fucking great. Great shout. Um, from, uh, over to Twitter. And we've got Fairy Faye. It's really oh, like... Oh, Fairy Faye. Yeah. We love Fairy Faye. Really liked Quiet Place. But Ghost Stories stuck with me. That's, that's yeah. a good pick, man. Both those strong choices. Definitely. Ma- Ghost Stories. Martin British Freeman, made. Man. Uh, Chris Wall said either a quiet place or green room. I think green room was 2015. Don't care. Great movie. But yeah, still great movie. Fantastic. Um, we have Steve Simpson said, "Get out." I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, get out! It's like, like I think I, I tweeted him back. Groundbreaking, absolutely groundbreaking film. It's stunning. 
Great choice. And then Marky Malfunction said Hereditary. Easy. <laughs> Simon Doust on Facebook. Who's uh, that? Some little... Hang on. Guy. No, hang on. Is this the one and only? The Simon one and only Dousey. The one and only Dousey said It. Fucking yeah. It's a great movie. I respect that. Good choice. John Blasic from uh, Alicat Graphics has said... He said, Puppet Master, The Littest Reich... Oh, wait, that may be four years. I thought it was last year, so yeah, you can sure, have that. I'm sure you can have it. And then he said Bone Tomahawk, which actually <sighs> might be off, but Bone, Bone Tomahawk, what a pick. <sighs> Fucking great movie. Absolutely love that movie, mate. Yeah. Like, it's just like Kurt Russell, like, with gore. What more can you ask for? Lily Simmons as well. Mm, yeah. The lovely Lily Simmons. All right, perv. <laughs> and uh, the lovely uh, Geordie Paul's pick was uh, Train to Pisan, so he agrees with me. Oh, so, you two are like both called Paul. Oh, We're both handsome. We doing that, are we? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you should get together. I know well, he's he's, an, he's in Ireland and he's married with a kid. I don't want to get in the way of that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right, cool. Thanks for all your shout outs again. Yeah, thank you very much for that. We like as we say, like get involved on social media. We love it. Which brings us on to another little thing. If you go and give us a nice five-star review on iTunes. We're going to pick some of the best, probably, uh, well, if anybody gives us a five-star review, that'd be great. But we're going to, we've got five really cool Pet Cemetery posters to give away. Uh, I think they're exclusive. We picked them up, uh, picked a couple up at Silly World, but they are really cool posters. The artwork's awesome. Um, we've got five of them to give away. All you need to do, go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and we will post them out and we'll pick five at random. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Don't call me Matthew. Have <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to pick our um, sunscreen belt for next episode? Oh. Oh. All right, go on. Favourite zombie movie. Oh, my God. God damn it. Kill me. Kill oh, that's me hard. That's hard work. That's going to be an interesting one. Okay, cool. Right, well, let's move on to our uh, movie from the vault. Movie from the vault. The smoke is here now. Great new day sensation. Light and free now. Get you elevation. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough of the stuff. The stuff, the taste that makes you hungry for more. The stuff, taste that delivers. Enough is never enough. I picked out the movie The Stuff. Sad news, obviously, uh, Larry Cohen died recently. Um, so I thought it was very apt that we pull out The Stuff and, and watch it, really, because neither of us have seen this movie. Um, <clears throat> so I'll give you a little bit of synopsis on it. A delicious, mysterious goo that oozes from the earth is marketed as the newest dessert sensation. But the tasty treat rots more than the teeth when zombie-like snackers, who only want to consume more of the strange substance, at any cost, begin to infest the world. Enough is never enough. There's the, oh there's I've had that in my fucking head. In it? Since I've watched it. It's really, really one of those songs that just absolutely sticks with you. All week. Yeah, it's um, and it's played a lot. A lot through the movie. 
obviously in the last uh, five, six episodes, we've had a couple of um, treats that we have never watched before. Night of the Creeps, Night of the Comet. You know, these are sort of like great nods to sort of these B-movie-esque mm. movies. Yeah. And now you gave us the stuff. Yes. Which is kind of like a, another another sort of nod to the 50s B-movie. Yeah. Like big, maybe more so. Do you think? It's like the Blob. It's mm-hmm. every sort. Of, it's like every movie I've seen on like TNT. I'm like it's it's mental that like I've never seen again. That I've never seen this movie because mm. of my love of B movies. It's another yeah. one I ain't seen. Thoughts, Matthew? Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's should, like should we, should we start with like characters? When was the movie made? Have you 1985. 1985, so mid-80s. So, obviously, uh, Larry Cohen has, has hit it, like, with the whole kind of consumerism and, like, corporate greed thing and message throughout this with, like, the consumption of a dessert that is apparently fat-free, it's good for you, and the, the nation's gone crazy and it's marketed, like, shoved down your throat every five seconds. Like, which I think they portray quite well in the film with all the adverts and stuff like that. But I find it really interesting because it's, it's a strange film, isn't it? It's like, it's got some really weird things in it to do with consumerism. And it's got quite a, quite a hardline message in it. But at the same time, it's really, really comedic and light-hearted. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. I mean, I didn't like it. You didn't like it off the off the bat. Okay. As a movie, mm. you know me, fucking cheesy cheese on toast. Yeah. This one for me didn't hit the the same mark as the other ones. I will remember this movie for like maybe all the wrong reasons. Okay. I think like the the advert, fucking hell, that's gonna stick with me for a long time. Yeah. But like, I had to, for me to enjoy this movie, right? I had to look at. I had to watch the special features and watch the um like making of the making of the making of that's and then as soon as i watched that and sort of like i was like all right you've done it for this reason and like understand like the acting choices right okay because fuck what's his name um michael moriarty michael moriarty i didn't get on with him i do you know what that's it's really weird you say that because he's one character that i thought was absolutely brilliant (laughs) Because it was just so different and so, who is this guy? What is he on about? And the way he just, I love that one scene where he comes on the, like he's obviously an undercover ex-FBI agent. He comes on this big kind of yacht that's one of the owners of some big sweet company. And he goes on there and I start to see where he's like, sweaty palm, another sweaty palm, sweaty palm. And it's just like, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And he comes around comes across as this southern kind of dumb guy but he's not dumb at all he knows what he's on about he's he's got the you know kahunas to to deliver on this and i just thought it's he's such a strange captivating character he's one of the he's one of the tallest actors yeah i heard that he's like six four or something but he took me out of it really yeah see i thought it was one of the best things about it for some reason i didn't connect with him yeah yeah and i think because he's obviously sitting so much i'm like it didn't it didn't get me there were there were bits and stuff like that but yeah it didn't have for some reason it didn't have the same level of charm Hmm. that it did 
But understanding all his acting choices and that he's like this, he's just sort of like well respected in the acting he's community. He's well respected in yeah. the acting community. It was improv and stuff like that. It's just like outstanding, and he's like this real guy who's into music. And him and Larry Cohen obviously got on really well and stuff. But this is my first introduction to a Larry Cohen movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I hadn't seen anything that he's done. He's obviously got a big um, repertoire, like looking at his IMDb, mm. um, and Michael Moretti is like you know present for all of those yeah so you know it's like whether i get onto that train now and like move on to become this big larry cohen fan as mm. much as i am like say i don't know louis kaufman and stuff like that yeah and i don't know don't know if i will okay but but needless to say like the movie had some fucking like great elements that are gonna yeah. like stick with me forever but i think it's just him and you liked him i, I liked so him as a character yeah. i think he was, he was interesting i liked the little one the one-liners I like uh, Garrett Morris, like oh, chocolate cho- chip, chocolate chip Charlie, <laughs> chocolate chip Charlie, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so let, let's talk about let's 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 talk about the the film a little bit then. So obviously it centers around uh, Mo Rutherford, which is the ex FBI played by Michael Moriarty. But then we've got the child actor, which is is in his home that witnesses the strange dessert moving the around. Young Scott Bloom. Yeah. Yeah, which is he's freaky looking. He's got weird Jason's eyes. He's got a weird head. He's got weird eyes. You see re- his eyes. Re- yeah, really weird forehead. I thought yeah. with a with the creepiest dad. <laughs> like that whole family's creepy. Yeah, but the whole bit at the start where he comes down to get, it's like oh, I'm hungry. I'm going in the fridge and that, and his dad comes down. Why? Like, ah, oh, sorry. It's like get up to bed and then fucking spanks him on the way out the door. It's like <laughs> this is the mid eighties. You know, it's a different Spanking time. Spanking was permitted. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so obviously it centers around that. Yeah, and obviously he witnessed this, witnesses the, the kind of strange stuff moving about, which kind of makes him think, well, what's this, what's going on? Don't eat that shit, it's bad for you. And then he goes nutty in a supermarket. That, you know, <laughs> as, as every other kid wants to go nutty in the supermarket, just like wreck the joint, he just comes in without his parents. Don't know where, he, don't know how he got there. Yeah, no one can stop him. No, not even like supermarket. Workers. Oh, they, it was the that was the thing. It was like pathetic. It was pathetic. <laughs> it was totally pathetic. I'm like, how is he getting away with smashing so much stuff up? He's <laughs> it's just nuts. And he's like, he's like probably smashing the glass out of it. Oh, every single tub's getting knocked on the floor. Yeah. I wanted someone to punch him in the face. <laughs> Probably would have happened in those times as well. Um, but yeah, there was some... I think it's because there was some awful special effects in this. Yeah, I'll give you that, man. There there were some also awful special effects, but there was also some really good special effects. Like, there's 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 like one scene in particular where they're in the hotel room and all the, the stuff comes out of the pillow and squishes out the pillow, out of the bed... And then literally just goes all over the walls. It's really, really... I really love that scene. It's really clever. And it, there were some bits in that that weren't CGI. Uh, not CGI, sorry. They weren't dodgy special effects. And then there was a little bit at the end that was dodgy. <laughs> yeah, some of the dodgy special effects were like... I'm like... I wanted it to be all practical. Yeah. But then the, some of the choices that they made mm. to make it like... On, I don't know if it was an old, it was an old green screen. How the fuck they it did it? Probably not in those days. It wasn't the green screen. I think some of the stuff was like models because you can clearly tell right. like some of the stuff is like miniatures. Which they obviously had to do. Yeah. In the fifties, and that was maybe a good nod. 
and I just don't think they need. I think those choices were wrong. Mm-hmm. And but you, all the practical special effects, like the sort of like bursting of the things out of people's mouths, mm-hmm. like when people have been stepped on, yeah. run over. And when um, the actual kind of stuff leaves the body and there's yeah. like the corpses there and stuff like that. Like that Garrett Morris scene is infamous in terms of like oh, Char- the Char- Charlie. Char- Charlie when yeah. he when he goes and like you know yeah, it's, it's it looked cool though it looked really cool yeah like those bits big tick in the box but yeah. I'm like why are you then throwing in like when he's in in that like container mm. or when they're running away from the stuff him and the woman I'm mm. like. Yeah. Well, this, I'll get on to some of those bits <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, that was just like nuts. But like, it was so cool. Like, I found it corny. I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Right, and right, so the stuff. Tell me, what is so bad about the stuff? I mean, I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, but what's so bad about it? Well, you would. It's fat free and it tastes good. <laughs> and you can I, never get enough of oh, the stuff. You're right. <laughs> But you're right. But what's what's bad about if it? If you look at it from a political con- construct of yeah. like its cures are are pro- pro- like we don't have a food problem. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Well, it's like do, chuck, chuck it any if you <laughs> chuck it anywhere that has like a issue with like food. Yeah. Fucking with quids in. You know we don't have to. That's our food problem. Yeah, but tell me what's wrong with it. Well, it fucks you up from the inside. Why? People are still living their lives. What what does it do? They go around killing each other? No. So what is the aim of the stuff? I don't know. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I was a bit confused about. I was I, confused about hang on. Right, know. okay, this 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 stuff, right? You eat it, it's fat free, you don't have to ever eat again. Alright, it takes over your body. That's probably bad because like, you you, know. you change who you are apparently apparently, but even those most of the characters are themselves anyway. But it's But it's, they don't go out and kill each other. It's not. It's like one organism. Yeah. So if you think about it, in uh, they live, mm. you know, like yeah, everyone's yeah. sort of connected. Now, you know, this. I suppose they're talking about, when they talk about the line about it, it's like yogurt has got, it's got, it's got um kind of mm, living organism in it, like yogurt has a living bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. In respect, it's not like they're going around killing everybody. They're no, they, taking over the world. They weren't. But anyone that challenged. The behavior that's when it got scared and mm. sort of then left the body and left them for dead True, it's sort of hiding in a guise mm. it's not real it's not reality mm. which is what people are like you know it's it's fake mm. it is it's fake and that's yeah, the whole yeah. thing and it's, that's why there's a lot of like deep there's a lot of deep messages in this oh, movie oh yeah definitely like mate. you said definitely. around the, the I mean there's you could uh, the time it was made it was like the fear of like the government putting stuff in the water and stuff like that and yeah. poisoning products and the, in those times as well in the 80s and especially in like around mid 80s a, a lot of recalled products that were going out that were like oh Eat you can't this, eat this buy this and yeah. that's like that's the message of they live and you know all that yeah, sort of, of course. it is yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's that whole thing and it's like good that like you know recognize that and stick stuck it in a movie mm. you know fair play but you're right i was kind of at the end of it going is the stuff that bad? Yeah. You know, it didn't look very appetising to me. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of it, but it could solve a hunger crisis if there's one. <laughs> yeah. Because they just need that all the time, but then they'd have to eat a lot of it. Yeah. And it was mined from the ground. Is it ever going to run out? Maybe. don't know. There's, uh, now, I want to touch on another thing. I want to touch on the 
the crime this is really strange <laughs> but then when he goes to 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 the kind of army base where um he meets uh paul Sorvino, the, the guy that's in goodfellas yeah i know paulie he's plays paul Wait, what he the hell what the hell is up with him man it's like it's, it's like it's this like is before he, goodfellas yeah i know but it's like they've ripped out it's like he's ripped out a scene it's almost like a uh, apocalypse now situation where he's obviously still army but he's got all these guys to come and live in this place with him yeah and it's like they're not particularly the army they're kind of like an offset guerrilla type army yeah so it's really like he's really really political isn't he like he keeps going on about the russians and stuff like that but they're all really really and he's shit. a massive racist yes <laughs> he is a massive racist yeah. And it, they're all really kind of shit. Like yeah. all these army people, they're not great at what they do. Let's mm. face it. It was also really like cheesy, mm. but I didn't really get. I didn't really. Yeah, they were like over the top. It's like almost like completely over the top. Oh yeah. And he's like also like quite a bigamist as well, mm. and um show you know misogynist yeah he's like randomly flirting with her, like the woman and like it's randomly just... he owns a radio station randomly <laughs> it, everything was just so random yeah. you know it's just like right this is the thing about this movie that i don't think he i don't think larry cohen cared and no no I, I think he cared but i think what happened with this movie is some of the editing choices are really weird, <laughs> like where they cut the movie and where they start it and where they start. It's almost like there's bits been chopped out, which possibly has happened to it, because there's like there's some scenes where it just stops really bluntly, and then suddenly it's a completely different scene in a different location with the same actor, and it, it just felt like it's a bit chopped up in places. Yeah, and I think you know with him trying to get this message across, because he said it, it's like the whole point of making this movie was to kind of go. Like, I'm pissed off with all this. I know what's, you know, uh, all this stuff that's going on in the, for commun- commun- what do you call it again? Consumerism. Consumerism. Yeah, yeah. That whole consumerism. He's pissed off of it. This is this sort of like. Corporate greed. We know what the fuck like, you're doing. Yeah. You know, this is like, I'm going to do a big F you yeah. to that. Which is, which, this is the one thing I find hilarious, is that it is a film about that, but yet. The product placement in this fucking movie is massive. You've got big hitters in this. McDonald's, Pepsi, Coke, Mobile Oil. All these feature in this movie. I know, but he, I think he was doing that on purpose. Oh, yeah, what, using they, them to, to, they to were fund in, the movie? Yeah, they were in, no, not to fund the movie. Well, they must have, because that's product placement. So they pay to have their, really, basically their brand in there. Yeah, of course they do. I don't know. The, Can we use your brand? Yeah. Oh, see, I think this is way too low budget for them to even care. No, not at all. Not I when you have big hitters like McDonald's and Pepsi, yeah, Coke, yeah. And Pepsi and Coke advertising. There's massive product placement everywhere you look. There's this and this. But he's not being, but he's not being hypocrite. So he no, he's probably doing it on purpose. He must have done right. it on a, for a reason. I think you're right. I think yeah. he's doing it on purpose. He's like, I've got all these big hitters on board. I'm going to show how America's massively corporate and massively these are the big hitters. And they, didn't, and they probably like didn't even see it. Probably no, didn't even probably watch not. the movie. Probably, probably didn't even have a fucking clue that he was kind of going. <laughs> but that's why, like, if you look at it, if there's a massive scene near the end where one of the takeouts of the the stuff product blows up, and right next door to it is a Macadese and K- uh, KFC. <laughs> yeah, next door to that. Exactly. There so yeah, 
it's, it's like, like it's it's a, it's it's a massive message there. Obviously. What do they call them? They called them the stuffies. Stuffies, yeah. Not quite stiffies, but <laughs> yeah, it was the stuffies. Oh god, it's <laughs> a different kind of white stuff. There's one thing. There's one standout bit which I got to talk about, which just made me giggle. Mm. Was when they ran over the dude, and he like he just like he just popped. But this guy, he just he pops up everywhere. He's, <laughs> he's in the store at the start. And then randomly pops up at the airport chasing after the little kid. And then he gets his comeuppance by getting rolled over by a big truck. But he just pops. Yeah. It's weird. He just kind of like... Every bit, every, every bit of him just squeezes out of like, I think, his feet. Yeah, yeah. It was I really like the weird. Yeah, I, I did. I thought that was really cool. I'll give him that. Definitely. Would you eat shaving foam? To get me out of a situation like that, yeah, probably. Hmm. I'm not sure I would. Remember, gross. sometimes in a situation, we all have to eat shaving foam. <laughs> <laughs> There's some, so many. Yeah, again, maybe <laughs> great one line. Maybe not. It didn't have like the thrill, the thrill me sort of moment. No. Um, of that, and I think like not the comment for me was just like unbelievable. Yeah, but yeah, it has. It's along those sort of lines. Purpose. I think it was in there, and it would like be placed about, like below those for me. Yeah. For me. But yeah, like the social context of it all was just like, was pretty cool. But again, it's food for all, sustainable live, living. What's it, what is the downside? <laughs> Let's yeah. say that every person now was eating the stuff, right? And there was no little boy running around the supermarket or six foot four giant <laughs> trying to stop it. Yeah. We we're all just we we're all just happy constantly eating the stuff we weren't gaining weight right that'll, that'll keep us going what's the problem I don't know maybe society will crumble because we're already eating the stuff too much and then we're not actually working maybe yeah but we don't have to work but then what are we working towards but then because we've got we, society would break down because of all the other stuff Everybody, not everyone can just work for the stuff <laughs> there has to be other things there's banks money to pay for the this stuff hmm I don't know, that's going yeah, to it's just deep. Do you want some Max facts? I would love some Max facts. Please. There's not many, do you know. Okay. There is not many. Some interesting ones, maybe not so some so interesting ones. But going back to the hotel room scene, with uh, the scene of the stuff that I don't think you were very keen on, um, that was actually a rotating room that they, the same exact rotating room that they used for Nightmare on Elm Street, the scene with Johnny Depp. Through the bed, oh, and the blood comes out. Cool. So it's a rotating room. So back, you've got to be kind of like, you've got a hats off. You've got to be hats off to them because back then, the, you know, didn't have like, yeah, they had some shit kind of effects in this movie. I agree, but that sort of stuff is what they had to do with back then. So oh, no. when I, that guy's respect... stuck against the wall, it's actually a revolving, whole revolving room. Look what they did with the ghoulies. Yeah. What I say. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um. The stuff was actually made up of different stuff like haagen ice cream, yogurt, fire extinguisher foam. Oh, and, and apparently, this is the weirdest one, to get the effect of it, it was there was this machine that ground up fish bones with with like ice cream and stuff like that to get the texture of it. And apparently right. it stank. I bet. Apparently it really, really stank. Some of the actors had to just... There's some talk on, on, on it that some of the actors had to run down to the river and just basically 
like douse himself in water to get rid of the smell <laughs> whether that's true or not I don't know. it's quite funny when old Mo says to Choc- Chocolate Chip Charlie when you go to the FBI's ask for Frank Herbert ask for ha- Frank Herbert the FBI yeah uh, and I didn't know this this that's Frank Herbert is actually the science fiction writer of the Dune series so all the Dune oh, books oh cool so that's a bit of a nod to him back to special effects now apparently Larry Cohen was not happy with the special effects on this movie so he only paid apparently $8,000 and managed to get that bill halved and then after the film was made actually um, claimed a full, uh, full lawsuit against the company because their special effects were so shit so that might explain why some of the special effects were so shit right fair maybe, enough maybe it was fucking awful <laughs> 1.7 million dollars to make this movie so it's not a massive budget oh, that's very low budget not i can a massive see that budget but when you think of films like nightmare on arm street 2 was done on like 3.5 million dollars budget it's better than nightmare on arm street yeah, 2 exactly that's what i'm trying to say so it's shot on quite a fairly low budget for those times 1.7 was not massive my last fact and this is probably the best fact of all not this is Rupert Grint's favourite movie. From Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> I need to meet this This is his favourite movie. I really need to meet Rupert Grint. I, he must have said that in jest. This, no, it's true. It's apparently his favourite films are Razorhead, The Stuff. And on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie, The Stuff, is rated at 66%. That's quite high on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll okay. That. That's all I got. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, I'm not saying I'm wrong. What would you rate it? It's not the best film ever, um, but I've got to say, for the special effects, some of the special effects in it, the practical effects side of things, is good. I, it has, it has got a message about consumerism in you know mid eighties. Um, I do like Mo as a character. I, I know you don't like him, but I probably again, I probably give this a five out of ten. I've got to say, dead, dead end middle for me. Yeah, I mean. It's it's average. Hmm. I'm not gonna go lower than a five for an eighty for that for that sort of thing. <laughs> no, I'm not. But yeah, I'd say about five out of I'd ten. I'd say that's fair. You know, yeah. five out of ten for me. That's you know maybe other people hold it as a special place in their heart. But remember, I think it's not... probably different for us because we haven't seen this film before. Yes. You know, so if I watch this movie as a kid, then yeah, I might you I might sort of like it might be one of the ones that are up there. But then, you know, Night of the Creeks and. Yeah. No, the comment. Fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm like all over that. Totally. I've rewatched that loads of times. <laughs> great movie, great movie. So it's not, it's just rewatchability. But I love the Arrow Blu ray that I got and like all the artwork and stuff. Yeah. And I love the idea. And I'm glad that I've, I'm glad that I've watched it. Reversible sleeve as well. Yeah, it's very, very R. good. RIP Larry Cohen, by the way. Yeah. Okay. It's my pick. Oh god, there we go. So, I don't know if you know that this week, it was um, fifteen years ago that Shaun of the Dead came out. I do, and I know it's like that's what's two thousand and four. It's well out of the eighties, but let's do it. I'm up for that. Let's mate, do Shaun day. of the Dead. 
Awesome. Yeah, you happy with that? I'm well happy with that. You're not, you're not too peed off that I'm at well out of the eighties. No, I'll no, move back. Ne- don't worry. Next, my well, next next pick is me. So. I know your next pick, but my, when I come back with my next pick, it'd be well eighties. Okay, but I just want to do fifteen years celebration. So that teams up perfectly with our something to scream about as well. Well, yeah, <laughs> did he? Yeah, obviously, did he even no, play I that? That's, that's a good pick. Good. I think that's a good, good pick. So we'll have solid. On our next episode, that means that our main review will be Hellboy. A slice of gold. <laughs> okay. I something to scream about as be our favourite zombie movie. Yeah. And that could be big conversation. I expect big yeah, uh, listener same, participation from that. I want to see some like, I want to see some like dodgy fucking zombie movies like out there. You know, I want people I want to see some, I want to see some, I want people to kind of request request um kind of like tell us some movies that we ain't seen so we yeah can watch man them. i want to see some zombie movies there's there's not many oh there i bet there's some that you ain't seen we'll see see if any of you um i bet you haven't even watched that happiness as a cat kasuras whatever i bought you that. i have seen Something. it you have seen it oh, yes to about seven years yes <laughs> i bet you there's uh there's there's i've, I've seen a lot a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of lots of, of zombie movies so be interested if there's any listener out there that could uh, that has picked one that I haven't seen. Cool. Challenge on. And then obviously my pick from Moving the Vault, I've just pulled out Sean O'Dead. Happy days. Looking forward to... Yeah, uh, that's going to be epic. And that was episode 23 of the Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>